Welcome to our Lead to Succeed podcast, where we share leadership and business growth insights, both from our own experiences and that of our guests. We're the hosts. I'm Rebecca Jenkins, founder of Argen, helping companies to grow by finding, gaining and growing the best clients. And I'm Callum, sharing my perspectives from both being an entrepreneur and working in a variety of different companies. Whether you lead a team or a business, you'll find practical tips, inspirational insights and ideas as we discuss a wide range of leadership topics. So with that, here's today's episode. Welcome everyone to our edition today. Sorry, welcome to our episode today and we have Johnny Pierce with us. He is from Cornwall and has a very fascinating story about taking his business, he's a director of Altco, and taking the business and growing it from waste products. And we all know that this is a really important thing that we need to be developing and hearing about and being inspired by. So a very big welcome to you, Johnny. Thank you for joining us today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Um, yeah, I look forward to uh, talk to you and, and all your viewers. Thank you. Let's start with the beginning of the development of your business, because you had some very challenging times right at the beginning and I think this is going to be an inspiring story for others who may also be feeling facing some challenges right now. Yeah I mean essentially uh, the the, the company Zoltco and the product we use is a a product called Recycle Bound Um, and we essentially found a way to use waste plastics to turn them into pathways, driveways, uh, patios for example and I think, you know, what we can talk about today is how I got from A to B, because I think anyone starting a business, thinking about starting a business, or even who are well established, you always have these challenges. Um, And, you know, we essentially had two years of failure trying to come up with this product. Um, And I just, well, and my business partner, we just refused for that, to accept that, if you like. And we got this eureka moment where we got a test result back and it said, you know, it's the strongest system that we've ever tested. And we looked at each other and went, mate, we are onto something here. So that was a beautiful moment. And I must say in business, enjoy the good times because you have highs and lows, but really celebrate those good. And that was one of them. Yeah, no, thanks very much for the context, Johnny. And so a bit more about when you, when you first kind of got into, into this business, what sort of, what was the situation like when you first joined? Was there, uh, you know, was it straight into the product development? Was there already an existing product there? What, what was that sort of situation like when you, when you first joined the company? So um, I had a bad experience in business, a really bad experience. I chose the wrong business partner um, and I learned a real valuable lesson. And it was my dad, actually. He pulled me to one side and goes, son, he said, sometimes you need to lose to win. And I have used that line so many times and I've said it to him the other day and I said, dad, that was, I lived my life on that. It was the best piece of advice I've ever had. And he has no idea that he said that to me. He can't remember it. He has got no, no idea what I'm talking about. But it had such great essence for me and it created a platform for where I wanted to go. So it wasn't about what, we, what I wanted to do. It was almost who I wanted to do it with. So Tom, who's my business partner, he's the most moral, most loveliest man I've ever met. And we talk about life. We talk about what we wanted in our business. And we spoke for a year on not what we were going to do, but why we were going to do it. You know, what was our, our reason for doing it? And, and back then, we wanted to create something that we wanted to spend more time with the family. You know, we wanted to be good dads. So I wanted to watch Lucia on every 
uh, ballet recital. You know, I wanted to do it all. I wanted to be a good dad. And he was with me on that because there's no point having a business partner who wants to hit a million quid as quick as they can. And the other one wants a lifestyle business. That's what's going to happen. So we spent, you know, a good year talking about how that looked. And that was the foundation of our business. Yeah, that, 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 that makes complete sense. And, and I guess when you first joined that business, Johnny, was there, was it more around of how you were going to make it work? Or did you have like a vision for where you wanted the business ultimately to, to go? Was, it, was that in the direction that you're in currently? or, or we, we, like? we, had, we had no idea at the time what we were going to do. I remember our first day, we looked at each other and went, what are we going to do today? And we had no idea. I still got the minutes from our first meeting. <laughs> it, was, it was very much about who we wanted to be um, in terms of people and within business, you know, and we played around with resins and we were using anti-slip floor solutions and it developed into this product um, that we were using on patios and driveways. And we were a national company at the time and that shrunk us down to in just into Cornwall. So then we brought in the plastic element, which really made it newsworthy. Um, and it gave it the real good feel factor for, for something because as much as like, you want to enjoy what you do to have a real meaning behind it really motivates you and it also motivates the people who work with you um as well uh, that was important which then enabled us to grow you know back into a uk national company if that makes sense when you were thinking about working together and what you wanted to be as individuals did you consider your leadership style at that point did you consider about how you would want to lead a team? Was that part of your conversation? Oh, 100%, 100%. So what we wanted to do essentially is almost build a second home for people. We wanted people to feel ultra comfortable. That's our job. And I believe a good leader, they, they create leaders, if you like. It's not about you. You have to be selfless. You have to look at your team and you need to make it about them. You stick them on the stage, you put the lights on them and you grow and you grow and you grow these people. And I love that. That gives me my motivation. So what we wanted to do is create essentially uh, the coolest workplace we could possibly do. Um, and our, on, on, our, on our wall um, in our office, it says, feel good about the work you do and the decisions you make. So that is our ethos. That is the conversations we had right at the beginning. And we wanted everyone to sort of embrace that who come into the, the business. So in terms of my leadership, to answer your question, I chose people over skill. So I'd almost find the person and then find them a job within my business. The person was so more important because number one, it's the greatest USP ever. You can't copy that. You know, it takes a long, long time because we can teach skills, right? But to be a real amazing person that you love being around and you have this beautiful environment within your office you know we have the kids come here after school everyone's kids come here the dog there's dogs running around it's, it's mad but it feels amazing and that's what we really wanted to create a, a really nice working environment so if i was to speak to a member of your team and said hey what's it like to to work with johnny what would they say um i think they really enjoy it um you know we on a friday for example when i uh, in uh, well let me go back a bit in lockdown when we were all feeling very sorry for ourselves and you know it was a real tough time i don't like to waste any time so um i bought a building and i just turned it into a playhouse for our employees um i think they thought i was a little bit mad when i was uh, putting up a bar in 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 the in the office 
Um, but it's a real social environment. Um, we got an amazing team and it's like a little family. So I think they really enjoy it. And on the, on a Friday, cause we've got an installations team as well. The boys come in, we have a big, uh, we, we look at the week, we look at next week and then we all socialize. We have a drink, game of pool, um, and a chat just to start their weekend. So yeah, I, I think they would be, you know, happy that they're here at Ulca. Well, I'm getting a real sense of sort of uh, family and working together and everything that you said. What, how would you describe your leadership style then? Uh, I think transparent. Transparent. Um, I like to let everybody know exactly what's going on. Um, if we're doing really great, we're making loads of money, I'll tell them. If we're not, I'll tell them. You know, I'll tell them that if I'm, I'm struggling at the moment, guys, you know, um, and I think that the transparency is a real um, key because if you're open and honest with everyone, um, they're on your journey with you. You know, they, they, they'll live it and they're with you. So you can strip it back and we have the culture, that feel good culture that we all talk about, which I think everyone would like to enjoy. But business is not always great. You know, sometimes it can be really, really tough and it's how you communicate that. And I found that being just me, just this is me, this is what's going on. Um, they really respect that and they like that and uh, it motivates them and they dig in, you know, and, and we always, always seem to come out hard times because of the transparency and a, a common goal to where we need to get. Yeah, kind of real unity to, yeah. to move forward, which I can appreciate you don't get if you're not sharing exactly how it is. Mm -hmm. There was something you said um, just a few minutes ago, Johnny, about you know putting your team in the limelight and helping them to grow and them them to become leaders themselves. And that's like a concept which I think we've spoken about a few times on this podcast before, where some of our other guests have also mentioned you know leadership is all about kind of the self development of other people, sort of over and above yourself. Um, in a, in a team like yours where you've got sort of ten or ten employees or so, you're sort of you know like a fairly seems like quite a close knit um, team and, and community. What are sort of some of those, um, how do you give others the sort of chance to develop and then become leaders like that? What sort of, um, how do you throw them into the, in the limelight, as you say? One of my terms is if you don't let go, you don't grow. So <laughs> you need to give your trust in someone to let them do their thing. So we choose trust over, over skill. Um, and that is a long-term project to do that. But if you get there, you create a wonderful culture, right? So once they have their tasks and they know what they're doing and they're fully trained, don't, I don't, I tend not to micromanage. I let them get on with it. So for them, they have the freedom to be who they want to be, to grow it and make it their own. I said, you need to make this your own. This is your time to shine now. Let's go. Let's go. Let's do this. If something goes wrong, we have a no finger pointing um, culture, no finger pointing, but we'd like to take accountability. So if someone goes, well, yeah, my fault, I love that and I respect that. And it's my job to come in and then coach and help make that better again and build it up again. And then once we get that structure again, I let them go again. So it's very key to me that it can't be... What I don't want to be is a dictator. I want to be a, a, a leader. And I just come in and out of where they need me. And I just have a bird's eye view of it. And I look and I, I call myself more of a coach, really, than even a leader. I'm just a coach. I'm here to help. And that, that's sort of how we look at it. 
Yeah, I think that's a really nice way of phrasing it. And I think that's just like some of what other guests said as well about, you know, sort of empowering your team and then acting as like a bit of a safety net, right? If they fail, like not having, having that sort of finger pointing culture, but no, if you do make a mistake, that's fine. Just own up to it. But, you know, let's not analyze where it went wrong and, and kind of let them go again and onto the, onto the next one. Uh, accountability is one of the keys to happiness. One of the keys to happiness is just saying it. I mucked up. I did wrong. How do we work together? How do we fix it? Because if you've done the thing before, what I said in terms of the culture bit and the people bit, they're the people you want around you. They'll just jump in and say, come on, let, let's sort it all out. Sure. I'm sure a lot of our listeners are going through like a similar kind of thing, Johnny. Do you have any examples of uh, that you'd be happy to share where something like that has, has ever happened in, in your business? What in terms of? Yeah. So where maybe someone's made a mistake and you kind of had to just analyze where it's gone wrong and kind of how you help get through that situation and, you know, kind of what happened on, on the other side. Oh, it, it, it happens all the time. You know, it's I, I think that business as well, I think people think it's this one big thing that you did, but it's all these little decisions that you had to make. And, um, you know, we had a, uh, a job, essentially, um, a team of lads laid uh, 200 square meters of this product, and they essentially uh, put a wrong mix in, which ruined the whole job. And it costs, you know, thousands of pounds to do right. It's not something you can just fix a little area. And our network of franchisees, because I'm just talking about my staff here, right? But our franchises and networkies, I, I said, you know, what happened? The guy's put his hand up. Is there anyone that can help out? And there must have been about 20 guys who said, we're in, we're in, we're in, we're in. And everyone jumped in. There was no finger pointing. Um, even the suppliers, they know what we're like. They jumped in. They support us. Um, and it was a lovely moment to see that. And we rectified it. And, and it was fine. It was absolutely fine. Because I knew what the problem was, I could solve it. If I didn't know what the problem was, I wouldn't know how to solve it. So, yeah, that was a nice moment. Nice. I think also on that, I mean, it's a fantastic story that you had all that support. But, you know, if you don't know what the problems are and nobody shares them with you, you actually can't do anything about it. You so can't. No, you're right. But it's your job to be approachable, right? Yeah, absolutely. You have the yeah. culture that enables people to feel that they can share that problem with you and not be uh, reprimanded, I guess, is that's probably a better word, but yeah. yeah. Agreed, definitely. Yeah. I'm intrigued to find out where this comes from. Does this approach to leadership come from your previous bad experience? Um, I, I think it has a certain factor, but if I'm going to be honest, I think that um, if I had to put something down to it, I think it was how I was brought up um, with my uh, mum my and dad. My mum is... Uh, She's from Switzerland. Um, she's a crazy Swiss woman that will just hug anyone. She's got so much love that you can't believe it. She likes to feed you and cuddle you. And that's that's a pretty good start, right? And my dad is just literally the coolest cat that you could ever meet. He's, uh, he's from Newquay, uh, Cornwall, Cornwall guy. And I think they never put any expectations on me ever, like with school and jobs. And all they did was... Um, and it's very much how I sort of bring up my daughter as well um, in terms of how I lead my team. Um, and it based from mum and dad. There was no expectations and there was just love. And as long as I felt secure and comfortable, I then was just blossoming. Um, so I feel that that has been the key to how I am normally and how I am in the business environment. I think as, a, as if you had a beer with me or you're in the work environment with me, I think I'm the same guy. I don't think I'm any different. 
Um, and that's where I'd say my, my biggest base is from is definitely the way I was brought up in my family, 100%. That's fantastic to hear. I'm going to put Cam on the spot now because uh, I'm his mum. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you feel that you've had nothing but support? <laughs> I was going to say, sure, after it sounds like it's been done. <laughs> 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 oh i love it but i think you do have a i think I, I like the point you made at the end there johnny where you said like you know whether they're having a beer with you in the pub or you're you know working together in a business you're basically the same guy i really like that because i think you can get um you know people i guess they can have maybe like a facade or like a, a certain way of behaving like a bit differently when they're leading a team or in a business or whatever and then they're more relaxed when it's in a more informal I, I, I call it a business voice people have business voices yeah estate agents have got greater business voices haven't they they've all got the same voice what's that all about um but and you know we had a guy um who has had one of the franchises and so the, all these guys reporting to me as well and i coach them on how to basically you know market their business or how to close a deal how to objective handle you know all these different skill sets that we need and what he was struggling with was actually closing a deal and i would sit down with him and i knew instantly what it was he had a business voice I said, you're one of the nicest blokes I've ever met. And I said, look, before you go into that call, I want you to close your eyes and say, I'm having a beer with Johnny. I'm having a beer with Johnny. Just turn back into that guy and just go in and just be you. And at the end of it, ask any, answer any questions they may have and take an order. Just be you. And his close rate went through the roof just by being yourself. It's that simple. At long last, we're hearing more about being authentic in leadership and being authentic in our roles. And, and I think that's just so important. I think if you look back 10, 15 years ago in leadership, it, was, um, it wasn't like that at all, was it? It was no. how you were in the office was very different from how you might be in your personal life. So that's not authentic really at all. Well, it isn't. Not, it just isn't. What would be... No. We talked about your failure. So when... Um, no, or not failure, but having two years of struggle to get it to a place where you'd cracked it and you were onto something, in your words. Uh, what's, what kept you going through that time? And what tips might you share, practical tips, to anybody else who might be kind of struggling at, at this point in their, um, in their business or in I, their career? I think, I think it was very much of having a reason of like what I wanted to do. It, that sort of motivates you. It's like, you know, I wanted to not just make money. I wanted to do something that sort of made a difference because if I did that, then it would be easy for me to employ people because they'll share what, what, how I think. So they'll be on the same journey as me and they would want it to work. Um, and I think that motivates, it's like, you know, when you go to the gym, for example, if you've got a wedding and you don't want to be the fat groom, you know, you, you, you're very incentivized to sort of make that work. Um, and the fact that to create something that actually means something that you're doing something for the environment was a real sort of uh, motivator for me. So for me, failure was never an option. I just had to be really patient, really patient. That's easy to say. And I'm sure you were. But how did you manage to be patient? Because I'm sure you had bills coming in and things to, to sort out. So how did you manage that patience? How did you place so that? We, so the business was a lot smaller than what it was. Um, so my outgoings weren't quite the same as what they are now. 
um, and we already had an existing product that didn't have the, the recycled byproducts. So we had revenue coming in and it was working. Um, and so in, in a sense, I had a business that was working. So we could have just stopped there and just carried on and, you know, it's all good. But the entrepreneur in you uh, wants to do more, you know, because that's what makes it exciting, right? Makes it fun uh, because it has to be fun because there's no point doing it, you know? So the money bit we were doing, um, but I just felt it was a little bit, I don't know, uh, soulless, to be honest. Yeah. Um, so for me to create something that well, I, I say you have the, the mechanic of business, um, which is your profit and loss, uh, your wage percentage, uh, your, uh, your GPs and what have you. And over here, I call it the magic. And I didn't think we had the magic. And I was like, how are we going to get the magic? You know, restaurants, eat, you know, if you've got this beautiful sh the chef and knocking out some amazing food and, you know, it's just magical to watch. Um, and we didn't have that in our business. And that's sort of what I live for. So that was the motivator to get me there. So we had a revenue stream to keep me going, but the, I had to be patient to have the whole package, if you like. Okay, thanks for explaining that. So my next question is, You've created that magic and it's growing. So are you spurred on now for the next piece of magic? Or is it? Always, always. Yeah, um, me and Tom do sit down and, you know, we say, look, that's it now. We're going to consolidate this year and we're not going to do any more. We're going to just really cement what we have. And then all of a sudden I'm sat around a table when we're brainstorming and then something else is coming out the network. I think the next step for us as a business is to go uh, international. Um, so we are in talks with Australia and we've been in talks with Dubai. Um, but again, um, I'm willing to be patient uh, to find the right person. Um, it's so key that they carry the culture on and it can't just be a money driven thing because we don't we you know we could always do with more money but i'm com we're comfortable financially you know we're enjoying this whole process so i don't want to create more stress and stuff i want it to be an organic magical thing and the key to me is having the right people i'm quite interested Jai, to explore that dynamic a little bit between you and tom you've got sort of two um directors or, or leaders within the business yeah split the responsibilities between the two of you is one sort of more focused on like the, the monetary side of the business the other one's on like the development or the leadership how, how does that work so tom's an engineer okay and i'm a sort of sales marketing management sort of guy um however we have gelled into this one person we're both exactly <laughs> the same person now right um and what i can say with me and tom is like you know, in 15 years, we haven't had one argument, not one, not one argument. We've had discussions, um, but we always look at the bigger picture because we always say it's actually not that important. There's no egos. Um, and that's why I wanted to go into business with Tom. He's such a wonderful bloke. You know, I love working with him and I imagine I would work with him forever. I can't see it going any other way. Um, and Nick, I haven't talked to you about Nick as well. Nick, Nick is uh, also a director of the franchise side of the business. And um, he is a franchise consultant that actually bought into the business. Um, we had someone come down, looked at the business, and I just wasn't feeling it. I just wasn't. I said to Tom, I'm not feeling this. 
And he goes, yeah, no, his famous words, I'm down with whatever. That's, that's his famous words. I love him for that. And I said, can we do this all again? I think I found a guy that I want to explore and who's Nick, who is just so on our wavelength, the nicest bloke. And for us to sell a part of our company that we didn't need to, but it was just so organic. It was like, yep, you're in, let's do it. Um, same ethos. We spoke about it for, for weeks and weeks and weeks. Um, but yeah, we, we sit around a table and we really enjoy what we do. Really enjoy it. I guess it's a sense of when you know it's right, it's right. Sometimes it's hard to put your finger on it, but it's just right. It is. And I am not a numbers guy. I'm a gut feeling guy. I really am. I, I do it with, uh, with staff and franchisees. You know, um, when I built this building, I, I didn't want it to do it. Um, it couldn't be about money and budget. So I said to Karina, who's my right hand woman. And I just said to her, have we got more, have we got money in the bank? And she's like, yeah, we got money in the bank. So I said, look, let's crack on. Um, because I wanted to create the best, funnest, the most amazing workplace. And it just felt right you know and uh and yeah touch word it's working really well it's been amazing to hear your story your your passion your enthusiasm your insights it's been yeah. really wonderful to have you as our guest thank you so much and i really enjoyed it i really enjoyed it it was my first time i've ever done anything like this so uh yeah so i really really appreciate the the opportunity and um you guys are so welcoming as well so thank you so much Oh, thanks, Johnny. Uh, there's one thing I'd love to touch on just, just before we finish up, because there was go. something you said before we started recording, which I thought was really impressive. You kind of touched on your revenue growth of where it's, where it's come from and where your sort of projections are for, for the next couple of years. So maybe you could just share a bit with our guests, because I think a lot of our guests have like visions of where they want to take their team, their business, whatever it might be. So I think if you can maybe share like a, a little bit of a story on that, what's on the horizon. Yeah, yeah no, no, that, that, of course. So um, the, the original Cornwall business, I call it the, the Altco uh, Cornwall business, um, started 15 years ago, um, and that is, I said, a million, but it's actually, we'll do 1.2 XVAT, a uh, million pounds. Um, and the franchise business is going on for a couple of years. So ev all the businesses are in their infancy. They're really at the beginning of their business. So um, we will grow that to uh, 6 million this year, and we're forecast to do 10 million next year. Um, which yeah, it's exciting, and I could I could see we can. I'm very confident we can five um, x that as well um, in the next five to six years. Brilliant, pretty incredible. Well, you know, it's been a pleasure chatting with you, Johnny. And just before we wrap up, we'd like to give our guests a bit of time back at the end of the at the end of the episode just to share anything they've got going on in their personal life and their business, anything that's kind of up and coming. So over to you. What would you like to share with our, with our audience? What about myself? No, any, anything that you've got coming up, any projects you're working on, the direction the business is going in, anything that you want to share, how can guests yeah. reach you, whatever you, okay. whatever you want to share. Okay, so I think uh, one of my main focuses has been um, the Feel Good Building. That's what we've called it, the Feel Good Building. Uh, and I, I talk about feeling good. There's other lettering so on the our, uh, You can see it there, Feel yeah, Good yeah, at the top. Yeah, nice. um, so that's what the building's called. And we, we've got a great HQ upstairs, um, but downstairs we wanted to chop it up and turn it to, into loads of mini businesses that essentially make you feel good. So we've got um, a barber's and a cafe and a yoga studio. And we've got um, my PR company that I work with who actually got me onto this. So who I love immensely. They're amazing guys. I'll give them a shout out. Voice, uh, fantastic PR company. 
um, and um, and uh, Corona therapy and there's all sorts downstairs. So we're developing that a little bit further, which has got me using my creative part of my mind, which I really, really enjoy. Um, and that uh, revenue downstairs essentially pays for all, all of Altco HQ and we'll make a little bit of money on that as well, which keeps the business really, really lean. Um, and also, I think COVID, we had um, a real struggle with raw materials, as you probably hear all the time, prices going up and shortages. So I work very hard with my suppliers to, you know, sometimes you need to lose to win. Uh, and we came up with a new product, which actually we trialed today. Um, and it went really, really well, which has driven the price down uh, massively. And it will be really good for the bigger contract to work. Um, so that went really well today. So that's going to be my, my main focus, which if we implement that really, really well, that's going to be a massive benefit to all the franchise network as well. Awesome. Uh, thank you. Thank you for sharing, Johnny. And where can, uh, what's the best place for people to reach out to you if they want to hear a bit more about uh, So uh, www.altco.co.uk, O-L-T-C-O. Um, you're either going to want a driveway or maybe you want to become part of the network. Um, and if you want to become part of the network, uh, click franchise and you'll probably get through to our friend Nick, um, get through to his team. Um, they will qualify you um, over the phone. They'll have a nice long discussion. You'll to and fro. And then you'll come down to what's called a discovery day where you meet me and Tom and we'll literally spend a day together. Um, there's no uh, real sort of um, key points that I want to cover. I just want to meet you and talk to you and chat to you and I'll get it all out of you. And if it's something that you want to do and I feel it's something that you'll be uh, the right person for the network um then we'll start your your venture if you like fantastic and they can hear all about your leadership by listening to having listened to this podcast so yeah brilliant thank you, very, thank you very much indeed johnny thank you so much i really enjoyed it all right guys thanks johnny. thank you and have a great trip buddy yeah cheers johnny cheers guys thank you for listening to our podcast and as always if you enjoyed it we welcome a review and if you have any questions and like to get in touch with us, you can do that at the rgen.co.uk rjen, website.